What's going on, y'all? Welcome to episode 19 of Marshall Time. Continue our NBA preseason breakdown. We talked about the East Eastern Conference last week. This time around, we're talking about the West Coast. What's going on, bro? Not much, bro. Feeling good. You know, everything's good with me. How about you? Pretty good. I mean, preseason action is here. I'm excited. We finally got some NBA basketball. So this is this is this is our favorite time of the year, right? So before we get started with the Western Conference, like what are some things that have stood out to you so far? It's just preseason, right? But there's always things that you can spot out, things that stand out to you. So um, maybe there's right some things that, that have stood out to you so far. Right off the bat, and I texted you about it the night mm -hmm. I was the Clippers were playing. Mm -hmm. PG, Kawhi were out there playing a preseason game. And we know the Clippers, that's not their MO. That's not what we're used to. You know, they're taking games off. They're not playing every game. But they was out game one, and they was looking. They was running up and down. I saw PG getting shots up. I saw Kawhi getting into his bag. So that's a good start for them, you know, considering that they always deal with injuries. It looks like they're taking a different approach this year. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Yeah, the Clippers. That, that's the thing with them, right? K, K, um, Kawhi and PG. It's not a question about their talent. The question is, will they be available, right? So if they're healthy, that's been the conversation with this team for the last couple of years, right? If they're healthy. They're a top fourteen, possibly a championship contending team. So that's the biggest thing. It's not questioning the talent, and um, I like the Clippers. We'll talk about that as far as the Western Conference when it comes to the hierarchy. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Anything else that stood out to you, or is this the Clippers mainly? Um, of course, Victor and Chet going at it the other night. Mm -hmm. That was that was good to see. They both were giving out buckets. They both were playing defense, rebounding. They're going to be huge for both of their teams. We'll talk mm -hmm. about that more too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that. Not much, you know, same old, same old around the league. I, I did yeah. see Tyrese Maxey, you know, taking that ball-dominant role that I saw in a couple games that we played. But, you know, that's we talked about him last episode. So, For me, with preseason, you don't want to put too much stock into it because, once again, only preseason. Sometimes starters aren't even playing. If they do play, they're only playing a half, maybe. It's really about the other guys, younger guys, guys trying to make these rosters, trying to get some time. But for me, I look at individual guys, like you said, Tyrese Maxey. I'm looking at uh, some of the rookies, a uh, Cam Whitmore in Houston. I know he's been showing some things. Indiana, looking at their young talent. That might be a team to look at in the Eastern Conference. In Boston, I'm noticing Peyton Pritchard is showing up. <laughs> he's showing up. He's showing up. And I, I got an eye on that team when it comes to, obviously, we know what they had added with Chris Porzingis and Drew Holiday, but Peyton Pritchard is a guy who's been fourth string point guard on that team behind Marcus Smart, behind Derek White. And um, now, I mean, this might be his best opportunity to get consistent play, consistent playing time, right? So with with the the loss of Marcus Smart, now you're looking at a Drew Holiday, Derek White, and then who's that next point guard up? It's Peyton Pritchard. It's funny you see a guy like Peyton Pritchard in these pro-ams putting up crazy, crazy numbers, and now pro-am Peyton is looking like he's ready to go. So maybe depending on how they do their lineup, if he's their first man off the bench, maybe a dark horse, six man of the year candidate, we'll see. But that's a guy, another guy that's, that stood out to me uh, for sure for that team. So let's start this thing off. The Nuggets, they won the championship. The question is, do you have the Nuggets or the Phil when it comes to the championship or winning the West? Not the championship, but winning the Western Conference. Are you going to pick the Nuggets or the Phil? I'm picking the field. And I say that because I think the rest of the teams got better. You know what I mean? Like the Warriors got better. Clippers, they're, they, they've they gotten better. Like, even though they haven't made no crazy acquisitions, just them being ready to play is making them better. Um, The Lakers got better. The Suns, we know what they did. You know what I mean? 
And that's not to say the Nuggets won't be, you know, a contender again. They won't be right at the top. Hey, they may very well win the West. But for my pick, I'm not picking them. The repeat is hard to repeat. We know this. And I just think these other teams have gotten better. And they're hungry. A lot of these teams are hungry, man. They saw how the Nuggets ran through the West last year. And I know they don't like that. So I'm going with the field. It's tough to repeat. And, you know, the Nuggets, listen, as far as building a, a winning franchise and developing guys throughout that winning situation, A1, the Joker, we know what he's about. Arguably, number you. I don't. I mean, they did the player rankings. I don't really get into the player rankings because how can you actually prove these things? But the Joker's a top two player in this league, regardless of how you want to stack it up. He proved he proved it. He died. He was he dominated in his own way, and it's special what he's able to do on the court. Jamal Murray, I expect him to have an even better year, an All Star year. Aaron Gordon has found his perfect role. If Michael Porter Jr. takes another leap, maybe that opens up another level for them. You lose a Bruce Brown, but I think Christian Braun can step up in that role as well. But as you mentioned, just the ability to repeat is difficult, like to get back to that. It's a long journey from a regular season to training camp, preseason, regular season, and a playoff journey after that. That's tough. And that championship hangover is is real. Like you're celebrating, you're enjoying it, but you're like, look, we got to start this thing over again. You know, do you have that same motivation? And also these teams are chasing them now. Like you're not for years. The Nuggets have always been chasing that elusive championship It's always like, can they get it done? And now it's like, can they do it again? And so this will be a challenge for them. And so I got to pick the field, the Clippers, the Suns, the Lakers made good moves. They have that team. They have that core back from last year after the deadline. But they have some up and coming teams. Who knows what the Thunder will look, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of competition in the Western Conference. That the West is stacked. I mean, for you from the top to bottom, so many great talents that can change things in the playoffs. And so I gotta go with the field to win the West. I have to. I, you know, Phoenix intrigues me though. If I had to pick a team to win the West, man, KD Bill and Booker, that might be special. I I I had to actually see it, seeing what they've done. So just seeing some highlights in the preseason, it looks different. It looks different. I think I think the Suns. I mean, I, they have the they have to answer one question. That's the bench. As yeah. far as the five is set, you know what I mean. Because the thing is, all of them don't need the ball to be productive. KD can play off ball. Bill can play off ball. Booker can play off ball. We all seen them do it at different points in their career. So none of them are ball dominant. They have Nurkic, somebody who's going to buy into his role. Unlike Aiton, we know Aiton wasn't buying into that role there. You know what I mean? All those little things just add up. And I feel like the chemistry that these guys are going to have is going to be off the charts. And the way they're going to flow on offense is going to be crazy. And like I said to you before, they took the Nuggets to two. They beat. They took two games from the Nuggets without Bill. Adding Bill, they might win that series. You know what I mean? I will say, though, if there was a team that, you know, was poised to repeat, it's the Nuggets. Just because oh, yeah. they're a team that's not phased by all of the extra media hype. And that's because of Nikola Jokic, their leader. He's humble. Mm. He's not really worried about all the extra noise. And they have great coaching and they have players that understand their role. So they're primed. If they're, if there's one team that's really like set, the repeat is them, but yeah. I feel like West has gotten so much better. It's teams that we haven't even named. that are going to be better this year. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, the Suns they look scary. I mean, Bill Booker, KD on the floor, you, you can't double anybody. Right. And so these supporting guys like a Eric Gordon, uh, a Yuta Watanabe, you know, a Grayson Allen, we're not asking you to just, be be you're not asking you to 
put up 15 a night, right? We're asking you to knock down some a couple open threes. If Grayson Allen can give you a couple open threes a night, right? Like, is that not critical? Especially in a playoff run where those big moments, uh, we've seen Grayson Allen hit big shots for the Bucks. Eric Gordon's certainly capable. You know, so, you know, the thing about it in Phoenix, you have your, you have your big three, obviously, but I think those secondary guys, as long as they buy into starring in their role, doing the little things, like a Josh Okoji, right? Like these guys that aren't going to grab headlines, but if they star in their roles and buy in, I think Phoenix might be, man, it's, I, I'm just excited to see it unfold. I, I will say that I'm excited. Okay. So we go from the team aspect to the individual player conversation. What are some players that you're excited to see for whatever reason, maybe a, a guy that's on a new team, a new opportunity, a guy who had a good year last year, but maybe you're expecting to step it up, a rookie. Like who who are some names that you're checking for? Um, number one name, we all know everybody wants to see Vic, you know, of course, but I want to see Chet. I want to see Chet for the simple fact that the Thunder are ready. They're ready to compete, mm -hmm. ready to be a problem in the West. And if he can stay healthy, and if he can be that dominant force on defense and provide floor spacing and provide provide athleticism and size for that team, I feel like they could be right in that mix. You know what I mean? As far as like a fifth seed, sixth seed, because they you gotta think about it. They almost made the playoffs with, you know, Shy, Giddy, um, Williams, you know what I mean? But they didn't even have a true center. Now they have somebody that's actually seven foot who can actually play. We know he has the weight question, but like I like I've said before, a lot of these bigs today aren't physical bigs. You know, you got your Embiid and your Jokic's, but a lot of these guys, Carnegie Towns wants to take six threes a game. So it's like, come on, he'll be all right. So I just want I'm I'm really excited to see Chet, um, Anthony Simons, and Scoop for that matter. You know what I mean? Um, it's clear that you know Dame got out of Portland. Portland's in a new direction. Cool. We've seen flashes of Simons. We know he can score. You know, we know he can like the scoreboard up. But I need to see him be more of an all-around player. And I think, you know, he has the potential to do that. I want to see if he can do it now, being, you know, possibly the best player on the team. Especially, you know, they got Scoot, too. I want to see how he comes in as a rookie. Um, I love to see Cam Whitmore. Just all the rookies, all the new guys. We already know about um, Bradley Bill going to the Suns. Of course, we're going to be excited to see that. But those are, like, few of the main guys that I'm ready to see. It's funny. I put down... I'm excited to see all those young guys in Thunder, period. Like you mentioned Chet, but SGA, Josh Giddy is a problem, right? Jalen Williams, he caught my eye last year. As far as just he's able to do things that I didn't think he could do. Like he he has more to his game than you would expect, honestly. And so defensively, I mean, the ability to create off the balance. I mean, Jalen Williams is, is going to be one of my favorite players to watch this year. I mean, the Thunder are already like number one as far as league pass rankings for me. They're number one. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to that. Isaiah Joe, Sixers legend. I'm still upset that we got rid of him because all of a sudden he goes to OKC. He's more than a shooter, actually. No, says no. Go, go figure. Um, they drafted one of my favorite players in college last year, Kentucky guard, uh, and Wallace. Defensively, I mean, he was a stud, and I'm excited to see how he develops in the, in the NBA. I even like Trey Mann. I mean, it's just so much talent that they have. I mean, I'm just excited to see this team grow. And so I, I wrote down the Thunder as a whole. You mentioned two guys for the Blazers. I love Simons and I love Scoot. I'm excited to see Shane Sharp. I mean, he was last year just straight raw. He didn't, he, he was that he was enrolled at Kentucky, I believe, didn't play. And so didn't really know what to expect from him. But my goodness, as far as just pure raw athleticism and just ability out there on the court and the way he moves, just the smoothness to his game. 
Shaden Sharp has it. I mean, he was one of my favorite guys to watch, young players to watch just individually, not thinking about just team success, but just watching him on the court. Shaden Sharp has it. And I want to see how he adds to his game. You have the, the foundation of just the pure athleticism. You have the nice size. You have the smoothness too with how you move, but how do you add to that? And so I'm excited to see how he improves on that. I'm excited to see Christian Braun with the Nuggets. I think he showed some things in the finals last year for Denver. Bruce Brown's in Indiana now. So you step up. How do you take advantage of this new opportunity? So I'm excited to see him. And one rookie who I'm really excited to see, I'm not sure what his game is going to be, but I just know he has something special. I'm in Thompson. I mean, defensively, he should be really good. And offensively, just his passing and his creativity, I think he's going to be legit to watch. So those are those are some of the guys. And counting the OKC Thunder, the entire team, I'm looking forward to seeing. How about some guys that you would like to see make a, a leap this year that you think not only help themselves, but also help their team take it to another level? Um, Jalen Green. Jalen Green all the way. The Rockets, we know they brought Emi Udoka in. You know, he helped propel the Celtics up to where they were at. Jalen Green is time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you've been in the league for a couple years now. We know you can score, but you're inefficient at some times. You don't always play the best day. You got athleticism, though, so you can play day. You know, it's all about effort and intelligence at that point. And I just want to see if he can, you know, take that next step because the Rockets have some young talent. Mm -hmm. And now they brought in some veterans for Van Vliet. They brought in Dylan Brooks, even though he got all the shenanigans. He's still a vet. Dylan a villain. They have a coach that knows how to coach. So now Green, we're looking at you. Let's take that next step. Let's see what you can win us some more games. Let's become a real basketball team, not a team that's just out here playing, running up and down, throwing anything up. Let's play some mm -hmm. real basketball. That's what I want to see, especially from Jalen Green. For yeah. sure. That's like the one player that stands out. I wrote down three names. Jonathan Kaminga for the Warriors. It's another, just like I talked about Shade Sharp. I mean, you watch Kaminga. I mean, you you watch him play. You just look at him 6'6", six, six, an athlete, like – he could be special, you know. It's just a, it's just about rounding out the game, right? Adding, adding the ability to create for yourself more. Adding a jumper, and maybe even adding Chris Ball to that team will help unlock some things for Kaminga, right? So I'm looking forward to seeing that. The average nine and three last year. For me, I want to see him put up 15 and six, you know, a night, and I think he can do that. Um, Zaire Williams for the Grizzlies. He's a name that people may have forgotten about. His rookie year, pretty raw coming out of college, but he he developed so much and improved so much within a season. And I was really excited about year two and things didn't work out as planned. And so I think this is a huge year for him. If Zaire Williams can unlock some things with himself, that will make Memphis even more dangerous. And a player who I think has a great opportunity to carve out a nice role is Jaden Hardy for the Mavericks. I don't know what the Mavericks are going to do this season. I'm not crazy about their lineup outside of Luca and Kyrie. I don't know what they're trying to do. That's the team that I think may be a playing team. I don't see them as a top six team in the Western Conference, if I'm being honest, but Jaden Hardy, what I saw from him last year, just glimpses flashes of the ability to be an explosive scorer. I think he has an opportunity to carve out a nice role within the Mavericks uh, lineup because they need a, a proven, like who, who is your number three guy in Dallas? Tim Hardaway Jr.? I'm not, you know, I don't know if that is a reliable situation there, right? And so I think Jaden Hardy has an opportunity to be that third option behind Luka and Kyrie. So that goes to the next question. We talked about the Eastern Conference. 
my answer I just talked about, but is there a team? It's kind of, the Western Conference is weird because I don't know if you can say a team is playing for just vibes because I think there's two categories in the West now. It's the teams that you know are ready to compete, and then there's teams who have a promising core. So to me, the Western Conference is pretty much clear about what teams are trying to do, where in the Eastern Conference is just kind of confusing, like Charlotte. I don't know what you're doing, Chicago, I don't know, Toronto. For me, if there's one team in the West where it's kind of like I'm confused, it's the Mavericks. Am I off on that? No, nah, but it's, the thing about the Mavericks is it's they're playing like, all right, we'll say they're playing for vibes, but at the same time, they got Kyrie and Luka. So you know they're trying to win, but it's like, are they really trying to win? I don't know. I don't think they are. It's a, but it's I like, mean, they're trying to win, right? You have Luka, so you're not trying yeah. to lose. But in a basketball sense, you're looking at this roster versus a, a Denver lineup, a Phoenix lineup, a OKC lineup. What, like, what's the ceiling if, if, if Zion's healthy and Brandon Ingram is healthy and, you know, if Trey Murphy takes in New York, Herb Jones in New York, like what's, you know, yeah. like what's the ceiling for this team? And, you know, thing. I don't get what they're trying to do because you know, Mark Cuban, he wants to win. Right. I always look at who's leading these teams. We know Mark Cuban is, has been a great yeah. manager, owner, whatever for his whole career. And he's sure. to win, but it's like, I'm looking at this roster. They signed Dante Exum for what? I haven't seen Dante Exum play. Since he had the Foot Locker commercial when he was coming to the league and he was a bust, I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Is Grant Williams a st- Grant Williams starting at your three spot? I don't know if that's a championship team. It wasn't a championship team when he was when he was on the Celtics. So that's cool. what I'm saying. I mean, um, and I like Derek, Grant. But come on, Derek, Derek Lively out of Duke is your starting center. Which I'm not. Look, I'm not too sure about that draft pick period, but they're excited about what he can be as a rim protector and a rim runner for Lucas. So he, maybe there's potential there. But if I'm Dallas, I'm trying to lock in. A, I'm trying to lock in Luca in a way that he knows that we're trying to compete. And I'm not sure having Grant Williams and Derek Lively at the three and five spot is going to be enough to convince Luca to stay and or want to stay. For the longest, always said. All they really needed was a three and D guy, solidified three. That's and D it. Mikael, o, Mikael Bridges, OG Anobi, uh-huh. guys like that. I don't see that on his roster. I see Grant Williams. I mean, yeah, he's a big body, but who is he guarding on the wing? Really, he's he's really an undersized four. Then we and got yeah. Tim Hardaway. He doesn't. He's not a defender. Kyrie's not a defender. He'll he'll give effort at times, but he's not a defender. We know Luca. He's not a defender. Who's playing defense? Are they just going all in on offense? But that's not a winning formula. I don't. I don't yeah, like I. I like Jaden Hardy. I like Josh Green as, as you know, as a, as a guy that hustles. Like he, he's he's a really good piece off the bench. But Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes, Seth Curry is back. Derek Jones Jr., Olivier Maxence Prosper, the rookie. I mean, I I'm just not convinced about the Mavericks. Fumbling. It's not it's not about Luca or Kyrie. We know what they're going to do, but it's like. The other pieces, what is that third? You got to have a third guy. You have to. Like, what happens when Kyrie's out or Luca's out? Then what? You know, who, who's going to step up and to fill that number two role? And I, I can't – that's why I mentioned a, a Jaden Hardy. Like, I think Jaden has a prime opportunity to be that. If Tim Hardaway Jr., who knows what he can contribute this year. But I feel like I look at every other team in the, in, in the Western Conference and I can say, okay, I may not believe in what they're doing, like Minnesota, I don't believe in what they're doing with Rudy Gobert and Cat, but I understand what they're trying to do. You got Ant, you got Ant Man. Like we know what they're trying to do. OKC, okay, obviously Utah, 
I get what they're trying to do. I can see it, even though they were ahead of schedule last year. Sacramento, I see it. Like they may actually made the playoffs last year. Dallas, out of all the teams in the Western Conference, Dallas is the one team that confuses me. Like they really, like I just, I, I don't, I'm not buying into it this year. I can't. As great as of a player Luca and Kyrie are, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm gonna be real. If everybody's healthy, they're not making the playoffs unless they. That's get what I'm playing. Like the top six teams for me, right? I mean, let's just reel it off. I'll do it this way. I'm trying to do the um, pull up last year's Western Conference playoffs. Um, I'll just I'll just read off some of the top six teams in the West, right? Obviously, Denver is Denver. Denver's Denver's going to be back. We can, yeah. we can we can we can safe to say, Phoenix is going to be there. Sure. The Clippers, yep. the Lakers, yep. the Kings. Yep. That's five already. The Thunder, Golden State. That's seven. Golden State, Minnesota, or Memphis or Pelicans. Memphis, New <laughs> Orleans. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm just reading off this list. It's like we're already passing. We didn't even get to them. Did I mention the Clippers? Yeah, you did. I mean, Utah, they shocked last year. Who? I mean, I like what Utah's doing. They added John Collins. We don't know what that might bring to that roster. Like, you know, like. They got Keontae George, my boy. Yeah, like they they have, like, Utah has a nice roster. I like it. And so, Dallas, is Dallas is sealing a playing team? Is that what we're saying? It's, it's crazy to think about with a team with Luka and Kyrie, but I just named some teams that are clearly better than them. That are better overall. Yeah. They may not have better Luka and Kyrie on their own may be better than their top, these other teams' top players, right? Arguably, right? But as a unit, it's not beating a Denver. It's not beating a, 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 a either LA team, a healthy Clippers team, right? A Memphis, a New Orleans, healthy New Orleans. Memphis with John Morant coming back, right? Um, and so that's the team I'm looking at and saying, uh, are you buying into Minnesota? That's another team that I'm I'm not so sure yeah, about. I'm, I, I'm buying into, like, I, I know they're not going to win a chip, but I know what they're trying to do. Like, there's direction on the team. We know you have in, We know you have – I mean, they got Jaden McDaniels. They got a nice little mm-hmm. – like, I know what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? It's just I don't think – I don't like Gobert in the playoffs. Cat – He's too soft, in my opinion, but he's a good player. And Ian still has a lot to learn as far as being, like, a leader and number one. Like he's blooming into that role, but there's still some steps he has to take. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I know what they're trying to do. And it's not like there's some old, raggedy team. Like, these players are yeah. younger. Most part. You know what I mean? I know what they're trying to do. But the Mavericks, I look at Luka and Kyrie, and it's like, yeah, y'all go hoop. That's what I get from that. Y'all go, go ahead and take the shots, and whoever else get it, get it. That's what I see from the Mavericks. They vibing this year. That's his vibe. <laughs> they playing for the vibes. Vibe. You know, look, look, I'm 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 be look, Kyrie is gonna be doing some gonna go crazy. Luca's gonna go crazy, and he's gonna be throwing tantrums on the on the court. You know how he does. And it's just gonna be exciting, but it's not gonna equate to wins, enough wins, I, I think. Um for Minnesota, man, look. I just always look back at that Rudy Gobert trade and what they gave up. Walker Kessler looking at him in Utah. <laughs> Who would you rather have? Let's be honest. Gobert has the accolades. His career has been longer, but Walker cut me. Let's keep it a buck. Everything they gave up for Rudy Gobert, a guy who let's just keep it. Let's just keep it all the way truthful. 
offensively, he's not bringing you anything. So why I can never understand the fact that you trade, you give away premium assets for just a limited product. You just that's just what they did, and I think that move right there will ultimately be the reason why this current era of Timberwolves basketball doesn't reach the heights that they want to reach with Anthony Edwards. I think that move right there. Um, I mean, they gave up what five first round picks or something. Four, I think. Or, and then Walker Kessler and some other guys. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, I, I know there's no way you could. Even a front quarter of Gobert and Cat doesn't even sound right to me. You know, um, even when you come playoff time, we know what happens. We've seen it in Utah, you know, so it just makes no sense. But we'll see. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. You got to play these games to see, but. The Western, the Western Conference, I'm excited to see the competitive teams compete. And I'm excited to see these teams like Portland, San Antonio, the Thunder. Like, even with the lower tier teams in the Western Conference, there's a reason to watch. In the Eastern Conference, the bad teams are really bad. Like, it's just not a good watch. But the Western Conference, I feel like I want to watch the Spurs because of Vic and Keldon Johnson and, and, and Devin Vasso, right? And Portland, Scoot, Simons, and Sharp. And who knows what the DeAndre Ayton may have new energy in Portland. So, Utah, what they have going on, I think even the lower tier teams in the Western Conference are going to be exciting to watch. And so, yeah, that that's how I feel about the Western Conference, man. It's, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I think that'll be the most competitive watch. I think in Eastern Conference, everybody just assumes it's Boston, Milwaukee, the Western Conference, man. It's it's going to be fun. Yeah, I just like overall the current state of the NBA. I don't feel mm-hmm. like it's one team where it's like, oh, I already know they winning. Like when Katie went to the Warriors, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. It's just so much that could happen. Help is going to play a big role in all of this, and players knowing their role is going to play a big role in all of this. So I'm just excited. To, you know, this is like – I feel like this is going to be one of the best NBA seasons we've had in a minute. Like, all the moves that have been made, mm-hmm. all the new players that are going mm-hmm. into roles, new positions, players getting opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. I just can't wait to see it. A lot of players, a lot of teams got a lot to prove, and we get to sit back and watch it and talk about it. That's the great thing about it. Well – that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching. Remember to watch us on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts. Don't, don't forget to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And we, we check with y'all next week. All right, peace out.